0: Hey, hi, everyone. My name is Agustin Varela, your Management 3.0 facilitator. Today on the show, we are having Katarina William, our m 30 facilitator happiness coach. Hi, Katarina. Uh, thanks for joining today. It's a pleasure to have hi. you on the show.
1: Hi, Agustin. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Okay. Can you please tell us about your background, your personal experience, and how you ended up as an M3O facilitator happiness coach?
1: Well, actually, uh, I ended up as <laughs> Management 3.0 a team member and uh, facilitator happiness coach by chance. <laughs> um, my background is coming from a change management consultant. I was working as a senior in-house consultant in uh, one of the biggest German companies, uh, Deutsche Bahn, which is the German railway company. So I was working in change projects there, um, and also facilitating lots of workshops. And in this time, and um, well, pretty much uh, coming from a systemic, um, systemic organizational development background. So lots of change, lots of um, engaging with people, trying. To see the system behind all the behaviors of the people. And uh, I was working there for several years and suddenly I said, well, it is a great company. I love that. Uh, I love my team, but it's not enough freedom for me. Um, I have to have more freedom. I have to see how I can um, help people and how I can live my own life. So I went out of the company and after a couple of years of uh, well, going out of the complete system, traveling, um, going to other countries, I finally said, well, you know, with all the experiences I did or have, um, I want to really help people create a work environment that benefits everybody, um, that where everybody can uh, engage, where everybody can uh, work uh, in a happy workplace and so i started my own coaching and consulting company and i was working as a change uh, and leadership coach for a while and during that time i also of course went back to all the resources i was working with before um, and that was also management 3.0 so i read the book from Jürgen Apollo before, How to Change the World. Um, I was also researching on the website of Management 3.0 before and I started doing that again. Um, I applied some of the practices and at one point I saw the um, ad on the website. Well, hey guys, we are looking for a new, um, this time, guardian, guardian of facilitators. And I read through the description and I said, well, that's my job. That's my job profile. That's what I want to do. And this is the team I want to do it with. And I applied more or less, um, well, by chance and not really, not really being sure if I would be taken into consideration. And then suddenly I ended up as a team member <laughs> of Management 3.0, which was a great, uh, yeah, great chance at that time. And well, since then, since March, Uh, I'm a happy member of the team and a happy facilitator, happiness coach.
0: Nice. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, But are you a a facilitator uh, yourself of M3O? I mean, did you already facilitate any workshop there in Europe?
1: No, I'm not a Management 3.0 facilitator. Um, I do know the practices, I do know the content and the workshop, but I never applied to be a facilitator myself, um, which at this point also gives me quite a, I think, a good a neutral kind of standing right now, because I'm not, I'm not in competition with anybody. Okay. Uh, I'm there for the success of the facilitators and of the success of everybody, not only myself. So the, um, I know the practices, but I'm not practices pres- practicing as a facilitator.
0: Yeah, uh, and as you just said, uh, Katarina, yeah, you are impartial, right? I mean, you, because if not, it will be kind of difficult to be in, in both, you know, sides of of the table.
1: Could be, could be. Um, I mean, I would still try to do my best, but of mm-hmm. course, even if I am impartial myself, some facilitators could of course think or have the impression that I'm not. Um, so for me, um, this is a good position right now. I know facilitation from other workshops. Mm-hmm. I am a facilitator for, for any kind of change and um, interventions of team building activities or leadership um, workshops, so I know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just not that I'm a licensed Management 3.0 facilitator.
0: Right. And can you please describe us your main responsibilities of your role?
1: Yeah. So basically, my main uh, main responsibility is to help facilitators succeed um, in their business or in their Management 3.0 facilitation business, whatever success means for them because uh, this can be quite different for everybody. So that includes, I'm the first point of contact uh, after the initial onboarding that is done by um, another team member of ours, Aisha. And, but whenever facilitators have questions or doubts or whatever, they come to me and I can see if I can answer that myself or if I involve any of my other team colleagues. So that's basically one of the things. and well probably everybody had some kind of expectations when i joined the team and it was a couple of days before the uh, lockdown in march so i was i was uh, employed or i was given um, the job with some kind of expectations and then a couple of days after it made boom and everything changed <laughs> so right now it's uh, we all are working on um, bringing the company forward bringing the steering the company through this kind of, yeah, mess that we are all in worldwide. And um, yeah, so my responsibilities uh, range from being in contact with individual facilitators to um, working closely with my other team members to help promote people, promote the facilitators uh, in their marketing efforts, um, these kind of things.
0: Great, thank you. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, um, because I I remember that, uh, yeah, you you contact us, you know, on the Hangouts uh, newsletter, and really active in Slack, um, and really really nice from you. So thank you. We really esteem uh, all of us as facilitators as our main point of contact but yeah well, one of the questions uh, i had for today you already answered was i mean if you appeared after all this uh, covid thing or or it was before you said it was before but i mean how how did that impact you know the, the overall plan uh, because i know one of the of your skills are you know, to to well lead and coach and train remotely, right? So maybe it was not that hard for for you, right, to to adapt.
1: No. um, well first I mean there are my own skills and the skills of like the whole company or the other team members. And we have to say that um, me as well as all the other team members, we are um, absolutely used to work remotely. Um, I did more or less all my business before also remote. I did remote coaching um, and the consultancy part. And most of my team members do the same. So um, when COVID hit, it was not uh, a problem for us personally um, to change our approaches, but to see how can we help facilitators who mostly went to in-person workshops because our workshop business was locally was in person. How can we help them um, to go virtual, how to go um, remote? That was the main problem we all had to face. And it doesn't matter what kind of expectation or responsibilities each person had. We all have to work together as a team to, to help the facilitators and help the business for them, Right? So that was not, not so hard. The problem was more to, well, Suddenly, change our business model. <laughs>
0: right. yeah. uh, no, but it's interesting because I mean, in my case, uh, Katarina, and I think I already told you, uh, it's interesting because this COVID thing, in a sense, uh, was positive. I'm always always positive. You know, trying to see the, the bright side and. The, the point here in, in LATAM is since we all speak, you know, the same language, Spanish, uh, and before COVID, my last year, you know, I facilitated uh, four uh, you know, workshops here in, in Lima, Peru, but nowadays, remotely, uh, I have audience and participants from all around, you know, uh, the continent. So, so in my case, uh it was, uh, you know, a good approach because now my, my audience is broader and my costs went down because before that I needed to rent right, a room, you know, pay, you know, for the coffee break, for the materials. And now, uh, so it's a win-win, right? I have more audience and the costs were down. So...
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's... For a lot of people, it is positive, um, but it all comes down to how well do you adapt to this new normal? Um, there are some, uh, and it doesn't matter if it's our facilitators or in any other company, there are some people who adapt very well, mm-hmm. um, who might have um, experiences before uh, with remote working, also remote facilitation. Um, but others that are, have their whole business model Turn to in person workshops, their whole marketing um, it is very very hard for them and we see and I think that's also something you would la- you also wanted to talk about I see in Latin America the online facilitation is is really engaging and it's lot, there are lots of online workshops happening. Um, you have the clients right but in other con- on other continents we see more reluctance from the clients to go into online workshops, particularly yeah. Europe, for example, where we had lots of in-person workshops, but the online workshops didn't sell so well. And it's a shame for for the great facilitators we have there, but um, yeah, that's, that's more or less the situation. And, but,
0: um, yeah. Yeah, and what would be the, I mean, the cause, I mean, from your point of view, because I, I thought, I mean, since Europe is more developed than LATAM and you have, you know, better internet and better, you know, uh, digital tools, I thought that it will be a booming, right? Right now, all the, the workshops on, on an online basis, but you're uh, telling, uh, you know, the, the other way. So, well, I mean, did, did you guys uh, in uh, um already make an analysis?
1: Well, we're trying to, of course, we, because uh, I'm talking with lots of the facilitators also from Europe. And what we see is mainly that the clients don't really want to go online. Many of the clients say, oh, let's wait until the end of the year, we just postpone workshops. Um, and this is one of the reasons, another one, uh, that I see, especially in countries like Germany, is that if you do workshops for companies, you would have to respect their security rules. So a lot of the platforms that we are using to make engaging online workshops do not work in the on those com- company laptops. Like for example, we use Miro a lot, mm-hmm. um, which is a nice right. virtual whiteboard. Mm-hmm. This this is just not working in lots of the big companies. So the, those people, they have also other restrictions like their IT security um, department is saying, oh yeah, nice, you want to do workshops, but um, please just, I don't know, use Skype that we already, or Webex, something that we already use, and don't go into this whole uh, other tool thing
0: that is right. not secure. Yeah, they don't have breakout rooms, right?
1: Yeah, for example. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's also one of the reasons. I think there are a lot of reasons and uh, maybe it's a cultural thing also um, that lots of people they don't go into public online workshops um, and pay a price for that Um, Lots, I mean they they take a lot of the free stuff like free workshops free webinars or something but Mm -hmm. if they have to pay a price for that that's quite hard seems at least in in, uh, Europe of course we of course we make further analysis because um personally i don't believe that it's going back to what it was before
0: and mm-hmm. um, yeah so speaking about yeah latam you know versus europe on m 30 and wh- why do you think i mean the latin region has so many facilitators i think it's the region that, that that has you know the the most part of, of the NTO facilitator is that correct
1: um yes if you take it all together um yeah but of course i mean latin is also bigger than europe you <laughs> say we have to say that as well but um yeah it's it's our most active region um and uh, i highly appreciate that and we were talking before, like also what are the differences between Lat- like South and North America, because mm-hmm. there's, you have the whole, uh, the, the complete difference. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I was thinking about this question because we are, we are asking us our, this question as well, of course, and uh, maybe we can also brainstorm a little bit together because uh, mm-hmm. I would love to have your opinion about that. I okay. We have some guesses, <laughs> but, but um, let's just see. I mean for me uh one of the things is like this whole colorful fun gaming um approach that management 3.0 has in like the appearance it just appeals more to the latin american cu- countries and the culture that's one of my guesses even mm-hmm. no, though i'm no expert in the culture <laughs> so please uh, jump in there mm-hmm. um i have that impression because when i talked to one of the north american facilitators for example he told me oh, well you know as soon the people like the ideas but as soon as i come with let's let's play this game um together um the change management game or moving mm-hmm. motivators or whatever um people are just like why what, what why games what are you thinking we are not playing games here this is serious yeah. so this could be just like single voices, of course, huh? uh, mm-hmm. so, but still maybe that's just not as appealing. And then, of course, you also have to see if you have already a lot of facilitators uh, because new facilitators come when they do their foundation workshop and afterwards they can apply as facilitators. So if there is already a lot of workshops, of course, there will be more facilitators uh, in our Uh, A couple of uh, dozen uh, North American facilitators have it a little bit more hard. If they do a workshop, then, I don't know, maybe one new facilitator comes out. If the Latin American facilitators are doing, I don't know, 40 workshops in a month, then, of course, we have more facilitators afterwards. So it's exponential a little bit. Mm -hmm. So this is also one of my guesses. And the third one is... um, the original books from Jürgen Apollo, um, they are not from the U.S. And so they have it harder to be successful in the U.S. That's another guess that we would have. It's not made there. So maybe the Latin American uh, participants are a little bit more open to stuff that doesn't come from their country. Could be another one of our guesses. But I would love to hear your guesses as well. So what do you say to, to my guesses? And what, what would you want, want to add?
0: Oh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, actually, the, the slides are lovely. All the, the pictures. I mean, do you guys have a cartoonist or some? Uh, who, 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 who made all the, the stuff? It's beautiful. Well, yeah,
1: we have Chad. Chad. A is actually North American, eh? He's Canadian. And um, he's one of our oldest team members. Not oldest in his age, but uh, in the, um, the duration of his, him being a team member. And he does all our illustrations. So I'm very happy about that. When I do something, I don't have to do illustrations. <laughs> uh, he makes it all nicely. He has great ideas. And uh, yeah, so he, he looks also that the style for a brand stays the same. You know, like we have the management three brand, and it should be like the whole same color, same colorful language and stuff. And he he guides so he over that.
0: Oh, uh, I think yeah. One reason might be, I mean, that it's really charming and engaging, right? That not only the colorfulness of the you know, slides, uh, and also of the games, but, you know, the gamification community here in LATAM is growing day after day, not only, right, because of M3O, but it was serious you know, there are a lot of trainers now using different, you know, the rating structures, a lot of, you know, things are happening here to, to break some paradigms, but yeah, I, I worked you know for the U.S. some time ago, and I know their mindset is although the the Ajayi movement started there, then, but they are more maybe it's my my point of view um, hands-on, right? And maybe they would say as you just mentioned. No, I mean we are not here to to play cards or right, and maybe the the, the feelings or the the culture that they don't maybe dig uh, in much on that. Mm. But here another thing, uh, Katarina, and this is yeah my my point of view, and I already made some articles, and also oh, I'm writing a book on this. <laughs> um that here in, in latam since we are since it's um uh, the community here and every country has its own culture and um uh, restrictions and burdens um uh, and it's also very hierarchical you know socially i think you know Man- Man- three dot um came in the in the right moment uh, in the right time uh, in the right place because it's their tool i think to start working with the, the managers and that second line that you guys always tell that most of the agile transformations are, are failing because of resistance right because mm-hmm. the managers and actually i I not only facilitate workshops but also am a consultant and i guide a lot of companies here in latam and you know with these managers and yeah try mostly to focus on delegation and empowerment of their teams because here it's you know the authority and the lack of proactiveness of their teams because they're always uh, waiting for, for the boss to tell them what to mm-hmm. do. So maybe in the US is more, you know, lean, and everyone is really, you know, proactive. And uh, I don't know. That that's yeah. my, my thought, but what, what do you think about that?
1: Well, and it's actually funny that like in countries where you have strong hierarchy and people mm-hmm. who are waiting for the boss that our ideas, um, are growing so much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's perfect because that I, for in my opinion, that's what's needed, but, mm-hmm. um, maybe people are just waiting for this freedom and right. suddenly with the, with the tools, because they are simple in the outside, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. first place they are simple tools. You can finally like, little bit gamification do that you can you can speak your mind, and you can um take part and engage in creating new new things and new products and new work environments so um yeah it's funny that it that it comes together like that um but what i also wanted to say is that even though our tools seem so simple the ideas that are behind that, they are strong and they are no. much more than just the games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I cannot really say why it's that different in, in North America. Um, but I, I would truly hope to, to, see, to see a bigger rising in that because it brings people together and it uh, creates discussions and engaging debates. And I think that's needed in, in almost all countries.
0: And what about I mean, other continents, Africa, Asia?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, we do have a lot of people also in Asia, um, mainly in India, um, India, and some in Bangladesh uh, as well, uh, Singapore. They are quite active, um, and it's mm-hmm. growing. It's growing there. We have, uh, actually, we have a German facilitator who's in Japan and lives there, um, mm-hmm. And he created a very, um, very lively management 3.0 community there as well. So I'm really hopeful for that. And for me, Africa would be very interesting. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are different, very different parts in Africa, like Northern Africa, you cannot compare to Central or South Mm -hmm. Africa. Um, But yeah, that would be a great new market as well, like from idealism and from uh, from the tools that that are there, so we keep on growing. <laughs> not may, maybe not so much this year, <laughs> but, but uh, I hopefully hopefully uh, soon again. And well, going online, of course, uh, does help um, also.
0: Yeah. No, now that you mentioned India, well, uh, I well I was in Uruguay, you know, some years back. Uh, I was a consultant for 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 an Indian company, uh, and what uh, I learned, and I, I made really good friends, Indian friends. But I saw that India, in a sense, culturally, is similar to Latin America. That it's really hierarchical because of the cast, right, and and maybe. Management 3.0 gives you this, you know, tool set in order to, to start, you know, breaking all those structures, paradigms, and, and try to, uh, yeah, you know, move from a pyramid to a living organism. So maybe yeah. India is going on, on that direction as well, hopefully.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it's mindset and I, uh, Management 3.0. And I think you have to be open to that already a bit, at least, to be convinced by those ideas. But basically for me, Management 3.0 is not only about organizations or about companies. It is about society as well and how we see each other and how we treat each other um, and how we include everybody. So, for me, it would, be, it would be a dream come true uh, if different countries that are maybe more hierarch- hierarchically right now um, mm-hmm. would adapt those, those kind of practices and adapt this mindset that is behind it that is um, the most important thing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we, say, we, we are saying that we are on a mission to redefine management and leadership. So it is a mission. It definitely is a mission and a revolution in thinking.
0: Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And well, just you know, in the end, because we started, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, the the time uh, went off. Just in the end, uh, two small question. Uh, I mean, how, how do you guys? I mean, N three, the toe core team collaborate with each other. You rate toes remotely, but I mean, what are your uh your you know main events or or did you have some uh you know uh, ceremonies right that you guys do and another is is a uh, jurgen appelo still connected to you guys or did, did he delegated complete completely on uh on 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 the team
1: yeah um so maybe because that's quite quick. Uh, We still value the foundation that Jürgen Apollo and also his books brought to Management 3.0. I mean, he's the founder and uh, all the initial uh, content uh, comes from him. So of course, this is still connected, but he's not connected to the team in the day-to-day activities anymore. He's uh, uh, one of now many co-owners and in this case, of course, still knows about uh, what we are doing, but he... He's someone who starts new projects. And right now he's very involved with new projects. So he's not really in the company anymore. Um, For us as the team, we are nine team members and we are distributed on four different uh, continents. So very different time zones. And um, actually we do, well, try to have two retreats per year where we see each other um, personally. But right now, of course, uh, they were all canceled. Um, so what we do, we mostly communicate asynchronously um, through Slack. Now that's our main, uh, main tool that we are used. Uh, we don't have any hierarchies. So everybody is deciding more or less. We, we have a delegation board, of course, <laughs> and have our different delegation levels um, that we are working with. So, and it works quite well. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a small company, so you have to have other kind of systems and rituals than a big corporation, but still it works. And um, so we have regular team meetings each uh, each week, uh, which are recorded for those who cannot participate. And everybody um, takes the responsibility of regularly team uh, par- um, yeah taking part and watching recordings if you cannot participate so we have also of course fun stuff because we think that fun is a integral part of work and uh, so we have our slack channels and whatsapp group was like which is more about uh, some fun stuff and what did you do we have a mood channel I think that's a very nice practice uh, for teams, by the way, where everybody is putting their mood in the morning in a, like either with a GIF or with a emoticon. And we see, and we ask if somebody has a strange emoticon or sad one, we ask and we're trying to get personally involved with each other. And for me, it's, it's the perfect uh, team environment, more or less, because everybody values freedom. We all have freedom, Mm -hmm. but still, we are connected to each other, at least virtually. And we have our little rituals and yeah, it's, it's really nice. Um, and also very quick in most ways, um, very quick uh, working environment. So sometimes things are more complicated if there are technical stuff, but uh, we all try to help each other very quickly and um, collaborate with each other very quickly. So for example, the forward webinars that we just did, um, it was it was a huge team of effort actually like everybody was 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 joining like chad our illustrator he made all the illustrations and i came to him and said oh i i forgot something i need something for tomorrow please Mm -hmm. and he just did that i mean that's the that's the way that we are working and um nadine did a huge part on the marketing so every everybody was contributing to to big projects like that so yeah, even though, I, I think for me it's more collaboration than in a local team.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah con- congratulations. Uh, yeah, sadly I couldn't join, you know, forward you know, the, the seminars, but yeah, I was told it was a huge uh, success. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks for but that.
1: You can still join, you can still join our forward virtual because that was just actually just an appetizer we have, um, because we have to go remotely. Um, we did our first conference, which we planned in Berlin actually in November, but we postponed it to June next year and we may forward virtual and where we have lots of different interactive sessions, breakouts and everything and lots about, yeah, new trends and insights and in leadership. So you still have the chance.
0: Okay. Yeah, sure. I will, that. Yeah. And just in the end, um, yeah, before we close the, the show, uh, Katharina, um, I mean, what can you tell us, I mean, for the N3O community, mostly here in LATAM, I mean, what can we expect for the remaining of of this year and next year? I mean, what is coming from you guys? Well,
1: basically, um, what I just said, we... um, even before COVID, we were thinking about diversifying revenue streams and having different offers. So, and COVID told us, yeah, that's urgently needed. Mm-hmm. And one of the ideas was to go into conference, into a leadership conference, to connect the people to each other um, more um, over single workshops. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we did. We um, we have Sarah who's doing the conferences, and uh, even though it cannot be in person this year we do forward virtual and uh, this will be all about like uh, new leadership trends and happiness at work and where people can meet each other like on a real conference it's not a webinar thing so like you can really meet each other even though you are in South America and I'm off the coast of Africa <laughs> or <laughs> the people in in Europe or Asia it will be I think for me, that's a huge step. Actually, that's the positive thing about uh, COVID that we bring everybody together and ha- have the chance to learn from each other, even though maybe you're not going into a workshop right now. And um, yeah, that, so that's the main big thing that is coming to go more into yeah, bringing people together with the ideas um, of Management 3.0. And I guess, yeah, we will uh, focus also, more on remote offerings. Uh, I think we have to look um, to address more ways of working virtually because there is no way we are going back to the normal we had before COVID.
0: Okay, hey, great. So, really good news. <laughs> okay. I hope uh, so. Yeah. Well, uh, Katarina, it was a great pleasure to have you uh, here on the show. Um, so, well, we stay tuned for, for all these uh, news, and thanks thanks for for guiding us or so, for all you know, in name of all the you know facilitators, not only here in Latin but around the world, they're doing a great job. Uh, so please uh, keep on guiding us <laughs> and yeah, leading us to, to our next level. So really appreciate uh, your presence here
1: thank you thank you for having me and uh, for this nice talk and yeah i'm always excited to hear more from each facilitators and also from everybody who's interested in management 3.0
0: okay thank you very much thank you okay